but I thought it was important to sort of underline what are we all here for? What are we all trying to do? This struck me from Jeremiah 17 and it's verses 5 through 6. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. Then you have the contrast. Verses 7 through 8, same chapter, Jeremiah 17. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. What a big contrast. That if your hope is in the Lord, what happens? Now, let's just highlight the first part of this. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man. For the rabbis, this is a really big deal. It's one of only three times in the Bible, the entire Tanakh, the Old Testament, in the Hebrew that the word for Lord, which we know is capitalized in the King James Version, and it means Yahweh, the one who causes everything to be. There are only three times that his name, the name that Jews hallow so much they don't even pronounce it, that they say Hashem, they say it's the name, that it's next to this word cursed. Because with the name, you never get cursing. But there are three times it's put together, and it's thus says the Lord. So this is coming from he who causes everything to be. Cursed is the man who trusts in man. I want to underline that because of this verse, how much we as a group as a group dedicated to ministry, dedicated to preaching the gospel, how we need to trust in God and what happens when we do that. Now, let's go back to Genesis, and the rabbis take that verse and apply it to the life of Joseph. I'm not going to go through everything Joseph did, but you all know the story, that he was the favorite one, that he really looked good. I mean, the Bible goes out of the way to say how good-looking Joseph was. He had it all. He had his father's favor. He had the coat of many colors. Made his brothers really jealous. They pretended he was dead. They sold him into slavery to Ishmaelites. They sold him again to Potiphar. His wife made moves on him. He said, I can't do that. She turns him in. He gets into jail. In jail, he still has the favor of the Lord. The jailer turns everything over to him, lets him run the prison. And while he's in prison, he meets the cupbearer of Pharaoh and the baker for Pharaoh, both of whom have gotten into trouble with Pharaoh. That happens. Leaders can turn against you. And they both went to jail. They both have dreams. And here's the interpretation that Joseph gives to the cupbearer. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your place, and you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand according to the former manner when you were his butler. Pretty good prophecy, right? Now, imagine you're Joseph. Imagine what you've gone through. Is it just? 
No. Are you resentful? Maybe. Are you tired of living in prison? Absolutely. So he says to the butler, by the way, he's also prophesying the baker is going to get his head handed to him and birds are going to eat his flesh. And he says to the butler, but remember me when it is well with you and please show kindness to me. Make mention of me to Pharaoh and get me out of this house. That's a very human thing, right? The rabbis take Jeremiah 17 and say that because he put his trust in the butler, God said two more years. Next verse, the chief butler did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. And that's at the end of chapter 40. Next one, very first verse in Genesis 41. Very next verse. Then it came to pass at the end of two full years, Pharaoh had a dream, and behold, he stood by the river. When we start trusting in men to do what they say they're going to do, we're in the wrong place. It's the wrong place for us to be. We don't trust in men. We trust in God. And God always stands by his word. He doesn't forget it. Now, the very next thing, the chief butler spoke to Pharaoh. I remember my faults this day. Because Pharaoh is saying, I had this dream. I need to know about it. And suddenly, two years later, I remember. And I remember this Hebrew who was able to accurately predict what was going to happen to me and what was going to happen to the baker. And if you get this Hebrew here, he will help you and God will interpret your dream. Now, let's go back to cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. God gives us the reason why, that if you're putting your trust in people, it means your heart has departed from the Lord. It's a good lesson. It's a good lesson for all of us that we have to put God first. The reason you're here is that God has called you here. And you look to him. This is not a reason to rebel. This isn't a reason to be like Korah and say, well, God speaks to me too. Or be like Miriam and Aaron. God speaks to me too. Moses, you don't have authority here. God has placed authority here. This is not an excuse for rebellion. But it is an excuse to get blessed. Because men will always let you down. You can pretty much count on that. It's wonderful when they live up to their word, they live up to the standard that they themselves profess. But how many times have we seen in ministry what happens when in ministry people start to point out flaws, point out problems, how that divides, how that leads to things that never build up. It always destroys. But when our hearts are here, that we trust in the Lord, and our hope is the Lord, then he's going to work all this out. Joseph, it worked out. A lot of bad things happened to Joseph. It worked out. And ultimately, he was reconciled to the very brothers who sold him to slavery. Ultimately, it came to pass. 
And then Joseph said something amazing. That we thought it was for evil, but no, God intended this for good as a way for all of us to escape the famine. Do you have the trust that my hope is in the Lord and he's going to work this out? He's in control of everything. And even though to my eyes it doesn't look good, I trust that he is going to work all things together for good. When you have that, you are going to be like a tree planted by the waters. You ever seen a tree planted by waters? They're green. I'm not going to be anxious in the year of drought. And I am not going to cease giving fruit. 